Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. Well, there's plenty of new employment rights in store for workers this year. And um, the founder of MoneyWiz, Frank Conway, is with me on the line today. Frank, what can people expect? Um, a lot of things uh, in terms of what's coming down the tracks. Uh, I, I guess the big one that everybody has been talking about is the auto-enrolment on pensions, which is still coming down the tracks. It's not in force yet. It's not law yet. But that would be a major change for a lot of people. Um, and then there are other rights in terms of minimum wage, um, sick pay leave, parental leave, and gender pay gaps, things like that as well. But the big one would be, I think, pensions. Certainly, it will have an impact long-term and short-term in terms of take-home pay and then the long-term in terms of financial resilience and well-being long-term when they retire. So they would be key ones. The, well, am I right in saying that it was the Social Protection Minister's plans to introduce the, um, the auto-enrolment, the pension saving system? That's not till the latter part of this year, is it not, though? It looks like it, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, and so one of the things I would often say to people is that, you know, that in itself will, will give people a chance to opt out. You'll be into it six months. The employer will put in a certain amount of money. It'll be phased in by the looks of it in terms of what they're proposing. But what I would say to anybody, and this comes up all the time uh, in terms of financial literacy and, and, uh, and, and understanding, is that people often will not participate in the company occupation pension scheme because they probably don't always understand it. So I would say what well, they have that option, they should be doing it anyway uh, and in you know so that will mean that they won't have to enroll in the other one and the other one in terms of tax relief i would look at it and t- say it's not as generous as you, what you would get through an employer scheme but again it's coming down the tracks it's going to come in i believe but it's been ongoing for quite some time i think it's perhaps close to a decade at this point in terms mm-hmm. of being you know on the radar and then being in planning but it's a good move it'll give people a chance to at least see how money will grow you know, once they are auto-enrolled into it. But I would say to anybody who's got the option, enrol in the company occupation pension scheme first if you can. Okay. The other area that's, uh, that's going to see an impact for employees and for employers, that's the, uh, the change to the national minimum wage, Frank. Yeah, that moves from 11.30 to 12.70. Now, there are other little changes out there as well, you know, for people who are 19, 18 and under 18. But the big one will be moving from 11.30 euro per hour up to 12.70. That's a big change because it it equates to about over a 12% um, rise in pay. Now, it won't impact everybody, for example, somebody working in a company on a relatively good wage is probably going to be looking, hoping that the employer puts something in place to at least match the rate of inflation. But the minimum wage move was well ahead of the rate of inflation. And inflation, as you know, the numbers have come out today and yesterday. There's a couple of different stats coming out. Um, that's in around 4 or 5%. So at least for those individuals, again, we're talking about minimum wage individuals, there, there is some positive move, a little bit, hopefully, more take-home pay out there. Yeah, so if you're over 20, it'll, it, it, it's already increased, hasn't it, since Monday? The first. It's already increased. Yeah, yeah. twelve seventy. It's eleven. Yeah, and then for you know for somebody at nineteen, it's eleven forty three. It's ten sixteen for somebody eighteen, and it's eight eighty nine mm. for somebody under eighteen. So there's you know it's phased up across the board by different age groups as well. But for, for the vast majority of people, it's moved from eleven thirty up to twelve seventy. Yeah. The other thing, Frank, you know, and very much in the kind of during and post COVID era, it's the employment rights now for workers, nearly in in all workplaces, and changes there. Yeah, I mean, sick pay leave moving up to five days. I mean, Ireland has had a pretty low level 
of sick pay leave and, you know, from a period when I worked in the U.S. where there was almost none in some cases, you know, we're catching up, but we're not quite there yet in terms of where we compare maybe to other European countries. I've only seen some reports out there, but that becomes a little bit better at 70% of pay. The maximum daily is 110 euro, uh, and you have to have a medical cert and at least be 13 weeks on the job, you know, so you need to be embedded into the company a little bit. Um, But, yeah, I mean, that is a positive move. Um, It means that people will have a bit more financial security out there. Uh, And, again, parent leave, again, it's moved up um, to to nine weeks from seven uh, weeks. That's from August of this year. So, again, again, that's a positive move. It's through the Department of Social Protection, uh, and it's where the child is less than than two years. So, and, again, the other thing I guess would be important is, you know, the reports on the gender pay gap, um, which I think is significant. You know, there's a continued force out there. And uh, I have a survey coming out on Monday which looks at men and women financial literacy. But one of the things that was always assumed is that women had lower levels of financial literacy. It's often because maybe they didn't always have access. But where they have access to information, we know that women score as good as men. And now they will have access to gender pay gap reports as well. So that will make, make, make it easier for people. And that has a follow-on impact Certainly where there's an equalization of pay, there will also be an equalization of pension rights because, mm-hmm. you know, people will be able to participate more and contribute more, again, using things like ABCs, for example. So a lot of that is really important in terms of giving people more rights, time with their families, quality of life. And there's other things as well in terms of, you know, having the right to remote, you know, work remotely from home, all of that did take off during the, during the uh, pandemic. Um, again, that's being enshrined into law where people have, will have the right to, to request it. So a lot of positive moves out there. And, of course, the other moves as well are the changes on tax credits, USC, income tax levels, um, a bit more take-home pay, pay for people. But, unfortunately, inflation is eating away at a lot of that as well. Yeah. So just um, two more extra sick days. The, uh, the yep. parent leave has jumped, you said, up to, to what age? Uh, it's nine weeks. Up yeah. to nine so, weeks. Yeah, from, from, from seven, seven, isn't it? Sorry, yeah. from Child seven. Child is under, under, under age two. Yeah, yeah. so it's rights that are given out there. And, and people apply for that through the Department of Social Protection. Yeah, yeah so that's that's very positive. And then the, the right to, and I suppose it's it's uh, the important word, is, is to, to request remote yeah. working, isn't it, Frank, and, and flexible arrangements? request remote working, yeah. And I just heard an ad on your station just before I came on. It was for another provider out there that's, that's already giving it. So it's been a real battle out there for employers. There are some employers looking to get more people back into the office, more time. And then there were some people feeling that they work better remotely. So it really depends on the perhaps age or experience of that person. Mm-hmm. Or they may have family circumstances. But with technology now, it's much easier to work that way. But So there's always a balance out there, but it's enshrined Finding that into law is the issue and the right to request it, absolutely. Just finally, Frank, you know, with regard, you mentioned tax benefits, but, you know, the the, the energy credits, energy benefits, people that are working from home, where can they find out about their entitlements? I mean, it's not costing their employer if they're working from their kitchen table. Well, a lot of it is, actually, what I can share with you is I've done a tax relief signpost, which is very, it's a good reference point. There's about 75, 76 different tax credits out there. Um, citizens' information is very good. Um, revenue has a list, although there were a couple of smaller items on there that probably have expired. So I can share the tax relief signpost with you. But in terms of claiming back or claiming the rights, you know, citizens' information is always the first point of contact. I would say they have, number one, a very good website. Number two, a very good call centre as well. They're really excellent. And so if they don't always have the answer, they can put you on to the right department within the government itself. And then the other thing is I can share some information with you guys in terms of 
tax relief signposts. So that would be one area I would say to people is making sure that people claim back. And there was a couple of interesting reports on over the last six months. It's estimated different years, they'll estimate it's between 250 or 300 million euro that goes unclaimed. And it's very simple stuff like where somebody may be getting their health insurance paid through work. There's a benefit in kind implication on that. Sometimes I've seen cases where people have left their four years of tax credits. That's up to 800 euro they can be claiming back. So the immediate benefit would be if they're owed back tax from revenue, they can file that tomorrow morning. It would be for the years 2020, 21, 22, 23. Why they can not? claim that in 2024. And then they'll get the refund within normally four to five business days. You know, So it could be for medical expenses. They may have got the refund from the insurer. Yeah. Half it may have been paid and the other half is still claimable about 20%. So there's quite a bit out there that people often will not be aware of. So that would be one. And the rest of it then would be looking at revenue. But the tax relief signpost I'll share with you would be probably the starting point. Do, and we can put it on our Twitter or our X account as well at at Lunchtime Live NT. Brilliant. Founder of Money Whiz, Frank Conway. Frank, thanks a million as always for uh, joining us here on Lunchtime Live. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.